Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. And it's playoff time, bigger stakes, bigger promotions. Every day of basketball's playoffs, DraftKings will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. The best part, it's free to get your shot at these daily cash prizes. And DraftKings will be offering two free-to-play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Noah, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Oh, all right. All right. Yeah, it's, we've uh, been better, I think. Uh, it's, it's two nothing. I don't know how do you call it. Divot hole. Is deficit. Not, it's not great. Not great. No, like oh, like oh, yeah. First of all, like we don't. We tend to not swear a lot on this podcast even though we're technically allowed to, this episode will likely feature a significant amount of swears just out of pure frustration. So uh, keep that in mind for our listeners. But fuck, man. Yeah, I, I was honestly, I didn't even want to record a podcast today. I was so, like, I was watching the game last night and I was like, I, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I was just we so should upset. probably start about the first game because the first game I was thoroughly pissed off. Yeah, I actually so I missed the first period of game one. That was that would have been the McDonough hit on Duclair. Yeah, so I missed the hit, but I saw the hit. Obviously, I don't get it. How how does he not get it? Like how is that not a major penalty? It's just it's like, textbook definition. Like the, the guys, the guys on the broadcast were like, "Well, like he maybe he no no." I think the referee when Duclair was like, "Well, wh- what the hell." The referee goes, well, you, you turned at the last minute. No, he didn't. And you look at the replay, and it's like, he did not. His numbers were, like, facing McDonough the entire time. Yeah, I mean. I think it's a, you know, and 
the refs, you give McDonough the major, that changes the entire course of the game. Well, and you call, like, whatever, because I called the penalty, right? They called the minor, right, minor penalty. But you have in the, you have the ability to go back and look it over, watch it again, and make a decision. You can give a player a major. And Duclair was injured on the play. He, the trainer came out to check him out. Like, it's no shit, he was hurt. It was a grease ball play. Yeah. It's not like he got right up. So, right there, that's, I thought that was, despicable i think it was just like such terrible officiating oh the officiating is brutal and, and it's, then it's... so the, the second thing in that game for officiating wise i don't know if you still want to talk about mcdonough is the coleman hit on barkov yeah late hit late hit blindsided like there was no penalty on that play no penalty on the play absolutely should have been and it's so frustrating because, like, you, you see what Sam Bennett does, right, at the end of the game, like, late in the game. It's a penalty for sure. Bad penalty to take. Dangerous hit on Coleman, right? And, like, yeah. you slow it down. It doesn't look as bad. But you watch it, like, in real time. Like, he came in with so much speed. He's a big guy, right? Honestly, Bennett 100% deserved that game. Hundred percent, hundred percent deserves a suspension. Like it sucks. You can't, you can't take, you know, you can't argue that one that was well deserved. But you can argue that if the refs had done their fucking job throughout the game, that would have never happened. Yeah, like you call a penalty when Coleman hits Barkov late. Sam Bennett's not going to run him like that. And just the it's the the inconsistency is just ridiculous. It's, like, it's astounding. I, like, if, if you're going to call the game like you call it in the first two periods, you're going to get that result in the third period. That's just how it is. Like, control, like, like set a standard and stick to it throughout the game. Exactly. It's, it's so frustrating to watch. It's, it's the worst, honestly. I don't get it. It's just, you know, they have the power. Right, the refs at the end of the day have the power to decide who wins, like, and they do that by calling or not calling penalties. Yeah, like no, the, the refs have an unbelievable amount of power to to shape a series. Right, a prime example is that San Jose Vegas series from a couple of years ago, where they call that five minute major for Pavelski basically stumbling. Yeah, right. it was that Cody Eakin. Yeah, Cody Eakin gets yeah. five because Joe like it and it's just it's ridiculous. And the officiating it's just like I get it, it's a hard job, like no doubt. No doubt. Like, no doubt. But you gotta be better than that. Like you just you just have to. You you really have to. Um it's not the only series you know, we've seen it in other series. There was that that Mantha penalty. I'm sure you saw that. There was uh, with Boston. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you, you you look at it and you're like, Marshawn's like dangling his stick in Mantha's face, and Mantha's not doing anything. And then the ref's like, "All right, both of you." And it's like, Mantha did nothing. They didn't do anything. The refs, the refs don't want to get blamed for stuff. You can't get. You can't really like. It's <clears throat> sorry. It's easier to blame someone for something they did wrong than for something they just didn't do. Yeah, like, just, yeah, it's just, it's it's ridiculous. Um, but, 
like, I don't want to blame, like, I don't want to sound like I'm blaming everything on the refs, like the Panthers are in a hole because of the refs. No, because no. because that would be ridiculous. But have the refs absolutely factored into how this series is unfolding so far? Absolutely. And have they done a particularly good job? No. And I don't think anyone, either Panthers fans or Lightning fans, would say that, yeah, it's been great officiating. Like they're like game one, there's a couple both ways that, that got missed, just blatant penalties. And it's just shouldn't happen that way. Yeah, it really shouldn't. I it's it's frustrating. It it really is because there's nothing that the Panthers can do about it. No, no, like what, what are you gonna do? You argue all day, it's, you're not gonna you change know, I, their minds. I was watching that first game live and when the McDonough hit happened, I was like, oh, sh- like a five-minute power play, let's go. And it's like, no. And I was like, come on. Like, I, that set the tone, I think, for how the series was going to be officiated. And even Bennett. All right, let, let's take a look at the Bennett play. Bennett should have been tossed. Oh, yeah. You got a two-minute penalty for, like, what was it, boarding? They called the charge. They called the charge? It would have been a charge or a board. I, I don't think it matters, but. I don't think it was board. I think it was hit from behind. I think he was close enough that it's not boarding. I thought hit from behind was an automatic game. Uh, I don't know. In I don't the, know. Anyways, point is, they gave him a two-minute penalty. Yeah. Which shouldn't be suspended a game. That should have been a major penalty. Yeah. And it's like tough because like I get why Sam Bennett does it, but it's poor decision-making. They were up. Four three late in the third, you don't give up a power play to, to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Like you just don't. There's well, that's so the thing. That's the thing too. Is like games. you're for it. You want to you want to obviously play hard, play fast, play physical, right? That's great. But when when you play that way, you you are yeah. Event you're gonna take some penalties here or there, and the way Tampa Bay's power play was clicking in game one, it's just you can't do it. You can't risk putting them on the power play when their power play is going like that. They did a much better job game two killing it, but you just, you can't be doing stuff like that. And then, yeah, you really can't. And yeah, it's just, it's brutal. That's kind of up to Quenville to kind of get everyone back in, into, um, you know, back in line and, and we'll see how it goes. Game three is going to be huge. Um, oh yeah, like, game two. Should talk about game two for a bit. Well, it yeah. was so Drieger comes in for Bobrovsky, which I think was we were going to see Drieger no matter what. Um, I think it was it was a very normal decision. Um, he played well. Played yeah, well, well. here's the thing. Like I didn't think like Bobrovsky like he didn't play poor. Like he lets in a lot of goals, but. I think that's just the way that game was being played was just. Yeah, it finished 5-4. Like, you can't say that he, he played poorly when the goalie opposite him gave up pretty much as many goals. He actually did give up, a, yeah, pretty much as many goals. Yeah, it's – and then – so to go to Drieger in game two, like, I like that. I like that decision to go to Drieger. He, he was good yesterday. But a couple other decisions that I was just like, what are you doing? Like, the play Anton Strawman yesterday – why? Why? Uh, Why? And immediately it was terrible. He let you know he knocks. I mean, I get what he's trying to do on kind of an odd man play, but first goal goes right off him and in. 
to low scoring one goal game. Yeah, that was a really frustrating goal. That whole f- you, you felt you felt like Strawman could have stopped it easily, but he didn't. Yeah, and I mean that's just that's just the way it goes sometimes. But you had to be a little frustrated about it. Well, I don't think the other part about it being like frustrating was that the Pan- the Panthers came out buzzing in the the first half of that first period, right? They were going. I don't know if you saw like the the pregame video they had with with Coach Flo from the Dolphins. Sick video. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I had access to that. I don't know. Oh, I, I saw it on like Twitter. I, there was a, yeah, I don't remember. I think I might have been watching the other game. Okay. I, anyways, anyways, I'll, the, I'll try anyways, to look it up after. The boys, this. they're fucking going right out the gate. They were buzzing, right? Just yeah. reckless abandon right from the go, and they were getting really good zone time, really good pressure. Right, D was active, but every time you know, a pass wasn't on the tape. There was a little mistake made. Tampa's going the other way and they're getting an odd man rush and a good chance. And it's, you're kind of, you're playing with fire at that point, right? Like with, with, yeah. with that style. And uh, it's just so, and, and offensively, like you're in their zone, you're, you're keeping possession, but it just seemed like one pass too many all the time. Like, yeah, they got some really good offensive pressure too. Like offensive zone time, yeah, it was, and they just couldn't convert. Yeah, because with like here's they, a th- like you can't even say that it was all Vasilevsky, as you said, they won too many pass, and you just end up shooting yourself in the foot. Well, yeah, because what Tampa Bay does is they they take away that middle part of the ice. So if you're Florida, you're either looking, you know, if you're if you're on one side, you're looking either at a, a shot, which Vasilevsky's probably going to stop because that's not a hard save to make. And he's pretty good goalie, and you so you're trying to thread it across, and it's so hard to do against that defense that it's just not going to get there a lot of the times, and it's just like, and not like just shoot the puck, like get some shots, and when you shoot the puck, you hit the net. Yeah, it felt like a lot of those, especially the point shots, were just going atrociously wide. Yeah, and I think that's just part of Tampa Bay having traffic in there, and you're trying to you know make a shot that goes in you're not trying to hit someone in the shins so you're 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 end up putting it a bit wide and it was just it was so frustrating to watch them have that kind of pressure to to forecheck so hard and then you you leave that period you're down to nothing yeah like it's just it's brutal man it's brutal brutal just the worst feeling and then you can tell like and after that first period you know things kind of calmed down from you know an intensity aspect uh, a little bit less kind of stuff after the whistles and it, you know panthers kind of weren't taking as many risks with it with their d-men yeah which right. i mean is probably smart considering tampa's like counterattack this series has been unbelievable yeah it, it's yeah give them credit They're good it's yeah and it was just I don't know. And then the, the penalty to Mackenzie Weger at the end of the second. And it was just like, you've been letting that stuff go all game. Yeah. Like you, there's been so many scrums at the whistle guys are literally, you know, throwing hands and you're not calling it. And then he does that. And that's a penalty. And it's like, show me some consistency here. And then in the third period, I don't even know what that play was by McDonough where like, that's a penalty. Like you can't do that. 
Yeah, it seems like some guys can get away with a lot while others are kind of... And that guy's Ryan McDonough. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. There's like such a double standard. Um, Trying to think if I, you know, Cernak. Cernak had a few like plays that should have definitely been penalties. Um, It was... I don't know. I feel like we're just saying the same thing like over and over and it's just because it's so frustrating. It is like you're just watching it and it's like, like you feel like for the players, like you're, you're out there, you're trying to play a fucking game and you just don't know what you're going to, if you're going to get a penalty or not. Like really? Yeah. You don't know if, you know, you're going into the crease hard, you're going into a scrum. You don't know if that's going to be a penalty or not. It seems like the refs are just willy nilly just taking Panthers players, throw them in there. It's not really game. Like it's not how it should go. It definitely is not. So, and you know, whatever. And then like, and back, back to game one though. Game one, fantastic hockey game. First of all, honestly, one of the best playoff games we've seen, probably the best we've seen this year. And probably up there in terms of just general, like playoff games we've seen. Yeah. Like it, it set, it set the standard. Like I think it's, you know, even, you know, obviously we're a little bit biased here, but even unbiased, I think we could agree this is probably the best series so far from yeah. it, it from a neutral fan perspective. Because if you're a Panthers fan, this fucking sucks, right? Like it does. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're I go on Twitter, I'm reading, you know, comments after the game and all the Panthers fans, you know, rightfully furious. And then everyone else is like, what a great game. If you didn't watch this game, like you missed out best game of the year. And it's like, yeah, I guess it was, but like, I don't know. It, it's like, it reminded me of like, you, you're going to prom, right? And you're, you're waiting all year, you're getting excited. You get a pretty girl, you go whatever to prom, you have a great time, but she goes home with someone else at the end of the night. And it's yeah. like, okay, like you had a great time, but at what cost? Like, do you even care? No, because you lost. <laughs> like, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, and the, the, the sad reality is that it's the luck of the draw, kind of, and you're playing you're playing Tampa Bay, which I've heard from a lot of, you know, like, uh, I've listened to a lot of um, people that know a lot more than I do about hockey, and, you know, the consensus is basically that Kucherov was obviously ready before playoffs, but this was all engineered by Tampa Bay. And we knew this at the beginning of the season. And of course you, you'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I, I, I don't think you can. No, you, you clearly watched Kucherov out there and that's not a guy who's coming off, you know, a nine month injury no. and, and is just magically healthy at the right time. Like that's a guy who's been pretty good to go for a while. Even last night, he takes a hard, you know, great defensive play by the Panthers uh, to knock away a puck. He goes flying into the boards. He gets up. That's not a guy who's been injured for nine months and has just gotten healthy. That's not yeah. no chance. No. And, and yeah, it, you, it was like, it's painfully obvious is what it is. Yeah. And it, it is tough because it's, you know, a lot of people are, you know, I saw were upset that, you know, Tampa Bay is $17 million over the salary cap. And like, it is absolutely frustrating because it's kind I, of I don't gar- understand why why is the rule not you, you can dress a team but if your team's salary cap is over this it doesn't work you can't dress more than the salary cap i don't 
I don't know how that's not a rule. I don't get it. Because if, if you're going to be so strict about the cap, might as well just do it for the entire season and not just give up after the trade deadline. Yeah, it, it makes no – that's the thing. Like, it makes no sense. Like, it, it, you can't really be that mad at Tampa Bay because they're not doing anything that's – against. like, that is the rule. So, like, you can't it's just, be mad at them because every team wishes they could be in that position to do that. Yeah, like, they're, they're playing by the rules. It's just a garbage rule. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, a Tom Wilson paradox where it's like, well, yeah, you hate him, but you would take him on your team any day. No, but yeah, like, yeah. Yes, yes you would. Like, it, it feels like a very similar situation where you hate that they're doing it, but if it was your team doing it, you'd be fine with it. You would yeah. go, oh, it's part of the, you know, it's like, there's no rule against it. Yeah, and there are lots of teams that are over the, the regular season salary cap right now. Yeah. Like uh, that's just the way it is, and it, but it's just it's a but very clear like Kucherov you can just tell like the guy was healthy. Yeah, and that that's that's what most surprising. I mean, literally they they had the, their three best players come back for playoffs. Yeah, like what no, a no shade to Braden Point, but Kucherov, Stamkos, and Hedman. Like, well, I actually think Braden Point's probably yeah up there. Yeah, he's, he's probably better than Stamkos right now. Yeah, like, and I think between him and Cooch, it's pretty close too. And he's a center wow. and a good two-way player. Wow, high praise for Braden Point. Um, well, he's a good, you know, he's a good old Western Canada kid too. So got to represent. Of course, of course. But <clears throat> no, just what like what a frustrating two games. Like you're so like you're so close, and like yeah, this team has not had a playoff win in so long. They have not won a series in so long, and it's just. It's real. I mean, we, you know, I, you know, I, I've only been, you know, a Panthers fan for ten years. There's been there's people that have been fans for for decades, for a lot longer, and that's got to it. It sucks. I don't know how they do it. And it's yeah, like, I, I I don't know either. You know, and especially in a year where you can just you felt the excitement around this team, and you, you, you know they had such an unbelievable regular season, took a lot of people by surprise, and just to have this start to their playoffs is. It's not, it's just, it's devastating, really. It sucks. Like, it's kind of catastrophic, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I, you know, you don't want to sound like, I want to sound like this, the series is over, like defeated, but it's hard to feel optimistic. It really is. Like, it's, it's really hard to do. Like, you're down two nothing. And of course, you know, you can come back, you go into Tampa, you take, you know, a game or two there, like, chip away. But you're you're in a hole now, and it's not. You know, it, it's hard. It's hard to be optimistic. But that being said, like, obviously, like, let's go Panthers. Like, still gotta believe. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think anybody's given up in the series yet. Uh, I think the game three is going to be the most important game so far. It's pretty. It's not. It's not really that. It's pretty straightforward take uh, i think it's obvious but yeah yeah very much so <laughs> um <laughs> a lot's gonna get decided there yeah and what? dropping that first one i think was was really hard for for florida and losing sam bennett yeah i think well, that was that was really hard yeah it's it's devastating and like yeah you know it, i mean this 
what was it? I saw something that said it was like the, the third like latest game winner in a playoff series. Does that make sense? Oh, in the in a playoff yeah. game, the point goal with like a minute left. Okay. Okay. So like you know, like latest to regulation mm. to win it. I think number one would be what was it? Was it Carolina versus New Jersey? I think it was. Yeah. Literally at the buzzer from the top of the, it was it was the right point. Yeah, I remember that it was like Yokinen. On Marty Berdur. Uh that must that that was definitely the, the the latest one, but I mean points one is is up there. Yeah, like and you it, can you can tell and because a lot of games have gone to OT, you can tell that that's with within two minutes left, probably more like five minutes left. Teams play for the overtime. Yeah, you generally do, and you just you give up that goal there, just backbreaking, like and it's stuff like both games have been so close too. Like that's the thing; it's not like they're getting like drastically outplayed. Like if they get drastically outplayed, you're upset, but you're you're not as mad like losing losing close games stings a lot more than getting blown out yeah and, and that's what's happened here and especially for the Panthers like it almost leads you to wanting to play like that game of like what ifs you know which is like a lot of hockey where it's like what if Ekblad was healthy what if Bennett didn't get that suspension what if Drieger plays game one like what if what if this you know are things different and you just get like caught up in that, and it's like you can't do it because you could do that all day long. But and then I actually I took notes from like yesterday too on the game, and I won't lie, like it's just a bunch of WTFs. Is the entire notes pretty much like what the fuck, Strawman? And then Keith Yandel too at the end there, like what are you doing, my guy? Like just. Not a strong game from him. It's like so frustrating. Well, it's like Keith Yandel, like you don't want to get like harp on the guy too much because he's you know a decent player. When to you, be when fair, he's... to be fair, playoff games don't count in the Ironman streak. Yeah, I know. So maybe you scratch him, but and you know you don't even care about your salary and, and cap here. Here's where I think it's the most interesting time for the Panthers is game three is your time to try something new. Yeah, you you got it. Because there's two possibilities. A, you try something new and you win. So you, you stick to that recipe. Or B, you try something new and you lose, which would have been probably the same outcome if you stayed the same. And now you're going into game four with kind of, I, I would like to say like more options. Yeah. Like I think, which is why we were, we were talking about the whole goalie situation offline before. And yeah, I was just saying that if, if there's a time to start Spencer Knight, it's game three. Yeah. I think, but, but I, I would be shocked because I thought Drieger played very well and I thought Bobrovsky was good, good enough to start another game. I think that you can't go wrong with either of the two. Yeah, I, I think if both guys had like absolutely tanked it, then yeah, you, you, you start thinking Spencer Knight. But 
you're, you're letting like two goals, like at a certain point, you're, like you got to score some more here. Like your, your forward's got to step up. Um, yeah. But I would be, yeah, I think the defense is where you got to see some changes here. Cause I think, you know, first period, a little bit reckless playing with fire, kind of riverboat gambler style hockey and didn't work a little more conservative the rest of the way, a little bit better. Um, but just like Anton Strawman, I just get like, I, you know, I like a Fitbit on and it like, I swear my heart rate goes up like at least I mean, like 20 BPM when that guy's on the ice. Well, he's got like two, three more years at what, 5 million? Yeah, it's a lot. You don't even want to talk about it. Just... That's like, a, that's going to be an interesting puzzle for Bill Zito to see if, if he tries and keep to keep him in the fold. He's obviously not going to be protected at the trade deadline, at the expansion draft. Well, my thing was like, could you pay a price to get Vegas or to get Seattle to take him? I would pay that price because you know, you're getting rid of a, a bad piece. And I think that it depends what the price to pay is because from what, what we were hearing at the trade deadline and because Seattle was a bit like people did call and see what was what that was going to be like is the price was going to be a first rounder i don't know if i'm willing to give up a first rounder just for them to take anton strawman yeah i am in this year's draft uh, in a mid mid first round yeah go for it take it have fun i mean you yeah. don't have a second but whatever i think you just you, you focus on the team now you kind of just Say screw it, go in now mode. You got some good prospects. Like, it's it, it's hard to tell how weak the draft is because you haven't seen anything. So well, that's the thing. But it's just like a risk. Like I feel like if yeah. you, if you did a good enough job, you could get really first round quality guys in the second round. Like, and they don't have a second rounder either. But whatever. No, and I think that's that's why I'm very hesitant to give up a first round pick. It's you, you kind of need something at least in the top two rounds. It's a long wait to wait till the third round to pick someone for the first time. Yeah, but I mean, Arizona, Arizona was what? Arizona was fourth round, but they had the benefit of drafting a first round. Now that didn't quite work out. And the, their first round, fourth round pick ended up being their first pick in the draft. But yeah, I think that, I think it's tough, but like, what are you going to do? Like, like you get a guy mid first round, he's going to help you two to three years from now. And you need, you need help now, and you can't do that when you got contracts. Anyways, we'll get into that later in a later episode for sure. Yeah, but yeah. I'll be shocked if he was in the lineup next game. Shocked. And then – I ho- Hopefully you, you won't be shocked and he won't be in the lineup, but I'm not, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, and then Yandel, I don't know what's going on there. Like, I think Yandel will, will suit up no matter what. He probably does, but he guy just he needs to be way better. Like when you're Keith Yandel, I, I, your entire value comes from handling the puck, and he and right like without the puck in the defensive zone, nightmare always has been right. And you accept that because he's so good at making passes, making plays, setting guys up. But right now he's handling the puck like a grenade. Like he can't do anything with it. Yeah, and it's tough. You need, like, if, it, if it you're given always... the option of Seattle, you're giving them a first-round pick, and they can pick either Strawman or Yandel. Who who are you who are you prioritizing giving up? Both. 
<laughs> give them both. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. We're just, just going to unload all the terrible contracts to, uh, to Seattle. If they want Bobrovsky, too, we'll throw them in just as an extra bonus. Yeah, if you could clear like 20, 20 something mil out, and you know, that'd be ideal. Ideal expansion draft. Yeah, that's that's like more than 20 million. That's kind of wild. Yeah, it's a lot of money to invest in, not a lot of ability at the moment. Not a lot of, yeah, the, the, the return on investment on those contracts is not, does not look great. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not great. Man, I feel like this is getting too negative. Yeah. Too negative. I think but, but, focus on some positives here. Yeah, so I think that, you know, Quenville has an opportunity to kind of switch things up going into game three. And you go into it with a blank slate. I think that's what you got to do is you got to just play your game. And the the game three is going to be crucial. It's it's going to be crucial because you don't want to. Oh, yeah, no shit. It seems like. It feels like I think the narrative around hypothetically, if Tampa were to sweep, I feel like people would forget about how good Florida was during the regular season. Yeah. And also, I just don't think anyone, I think you like the non Panthers or Lightning fans, I don't think no one will, no one unbiased wants to see a sweep either because they love watching the series so much. They want seven. We want seven or Panthers and six. Doesn't matter. But. Yeah, like it, it's been it's been a good series and like bright spots like Mason Marshman's been very good, scored the goal last night. You know, and he was all over the place. He was getting involved physically. He was yeah, I think great. I I don't think I realized how tall he is. That's what I was saying early in the year. Like I I I knew he was tall. So I didn't tall. You didn't know he's tall. I didn't know I knew he was tall. I didn't know he can move like he does. Like he's got decent speed. And he was like, he was one of those guys, like the Panthers, they all came out with like really good energy right out of the gate. Kind of faded, like seemed like they, you know, ran out of gas and they were just trying to play more conservative. He's a guy that was like going all night and really going. And then obviously the other guy who was doing that, Ryan Lomberg, who was just an absolute thorn out there, which you got to love. Yeah. You You have to love it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely love to see it. And I was, Hoping so hard for a Ryan Lomberg goal in that third period in the BB&T center. Like, I think that place would have just erupted. I was like, that's what that, like, give the people what they want. Like, let them score. Because the, the energy in the crowd's ridiculous. It's been fantastic. It's, it's great. And you can tell, like, I didn't realize how much I missed a refs suck chant. Yeah, that's what I was saying last time. You like, missed it, yeah. I, I, I didn't realize how much I missed it. There is so much energy. You can tell, like, every time there's something that just happens, like, people, like, jump up from their seat. You know? It's, oh, it's, fant- it's fantastic. It's amazing. And it's just, like, and a part of that is just play of hockey, but you look at the other series, like, it's not like that in the crowds. It hasn't been. Like, maybe a little bit Washington-Boston, but – like I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Every time I think of a Washington crowd, I think of a big heat daddy on Twitter who just hates Capital One Arena atmosphere. Um, it's yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of, of, of that, but I think Boston will be electric. Uh, and 
Vegas. Vegas was pretty fun too. Yeah, Vegas is always fun. That's that's their thing. Yeah. But I was watching like last night was such contrast between because they actually staggered the games for the playoffs, which is like kind of nice and amazing. I was like watching the Pittsburgh game in the intermission of the Florida game. I was like, I can't remember the last time I did this. No, because they never stagger the games in the regular season for some reason. And it was just, but going back, like flipping back and forth between the two games, like what a contrast. Because the Islanders play very much, you know, slow it down, structured hockey. And the Pittsburgh fans really weren't that loud for the most part. And so you're watching that game and then you flip over to Florida and it's like not even the same sport. Everything's just going off. The fans are going nuts. The players playing with absolutely no regard for safety for anyone. None whatsoever. And it's like, this is way better. You know, as much as the loss sucks, like it was, you know, it would have felt much better in a win for sure. But yeah. And Lomberg and Marshman, two guys and that were just, they were going. I'm, I'm, I'm confident in game three, to be honest. That's the thing. Like, I, I, I really think it's going to be like a, like kind of a seesaw that it was on the Tampa side. And then, cause we we've seen a lot of times where teams win the first two and then lose the next two. Yeah. We've it's seen very, that a lot. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. Like that's why you don't want to get too negative because it's not like, it's not like they're playing bad. Right. They like, are like, they're, they're so close. They're so close. Both games, right. Couple bounces, a little, just details, a little more execution. Um, handle the puck a bit better in your own zone and just don't like you're going to, you're going to make mistakes, but you just can't let Tampa capitalize them on like they've been, like they've been able to. Yeah. It's Tampa is such a good team. They're built for playoffs. And well, I, I they, hope so at 17 mil over the calf, they're built for playoffs. They make you regret every single mistake you make. Yeah. And you just, you can't do it. And like, and it's impossible you, to play a game without mistakes. Yeah, and luckily, like, it doesn't always end up in your net. Like, Chris Drieger made some terrific saves. Like, there was the one last night where it was just Panthers on the power play, and Keith Handel just dropped it back to nobody. And it was like, what are you doing, Keith? And then the Tam player comes in and gets a chance. It's like, you can't do that. So just – You can't. No, it's – Oh, it's, it's tough. Like I'm confident, but nervous, but excited. And it's, it's too that much. That is playoff too, hockey. That it's is, too much. That's the, that's the, um, I don't know how to call it. Like the, uh, like a, the easel of emotions. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Playoff hockey. It's ridiculous how, you know, it just gets to you. Like you can't stay level headed about it. It's just, it's crazy. But yeah, game three. What adjustments do you think the team needs to make? I think you have to stop taking dumb penalties. Good start. Good start. And like, I think that's that number one. And I think you have to in the offensive zone cut to the point faster. Like, there's too much. You you said it perfectly earlier. There's there's too much of this passing. And then, you know, you end up and you lose the puck. And then Tampa makes you regret it. So, yeah, like Huberto was doing that all night last night. Where it's just take a shot. It you might know, not. They, they, they try the – Huberto is, like, obsessed with trying to get the cross crease to go. Yeah. That, that's literally all they were trying. And 
they were getting close, but it, it never happened. And I think at some point you just got to shoot the puck and change up your, your tactics because at this point, Tampa knows that they're going for the cross crease. Well, yeah, you're going to try to force a cross crease, which probably doesn't mean – it most likely doesn't get there, right? Or you can just say, hey, like there's bodies down low, throw a puck at the net, and you have Patrick Horn, Christopher Toronto, or Char- or someone's there to try and create some havoc. Like it doesn't – like you're trying to be too pretty with it. They all count the same. It doesn't, do. matter, it doesn't matter if it's a nice feed or whatever. You know, if you just bang and crash and get one in there, like who cares? It, it really doesn't matter. A goal is a goal. We'll say that as long as we live. Like a goal is a goal. Yeah, I like never scored a nice goal in my life. They all count the same. All like six of them. Like it's just I scored some nice goals. Yeah, I don't think I ever have. Oh, maybe one. But yeah, I mean, get pucks to the net and credit where credit is due for Tampa Bay. They block so many fucking shots. Yeah. Like, it's it's incredible. So, expect your shot to be blocked. Be ready for that, like, puck to bounce back. Yeah. That's the other thing, too. Like, I felt like last night, like, first game was kind of just, you know, chaos. Second game, like, I thought it was, a, it was obviously a little more structured. But I thought Florida was still the more physical team, right? Definitely. And they still forced Tampa to block a lot of shots. And at a point over the course of a series, if you can get it to go long enough, like you're gonna wear them down, right? Like yeah. blocking a shot's no fun. Like that's gonna that's a bruise in the morning for sure if you get it. Exactly. And that first game is always like about trying to get a feel for your opponent and um just getting to see the level. And then yeah, Tampa did a really, really good job of shutting down in game two. Yeah, they, they much yeah, credit to them. They did a great job. And for the Panthers, yeah, I think and also the Panthers power play gotta be better too. Just way too stagnant. Yeah. Like you watch Tampa Bay's power play, like they they, they move the puck so quickly. Like and, and for Florida, it's like you either gotta be moving quickly or you gotta be moving the puck quickly. Like something's gotta be got moving. Like you just have to, you gotta you gotta break down Tampa's structure on the PK, and they just can't do that when they're standing there again, just looking for cross ice passes. Like it's just not working. And so I would say that that's an adjustment to make. And the other thing is like maybe pay the refs. Yeah, I figure out what's up with them. Yeah, I would, because that like that would go a long way too. Is just some semblance of solid officiating, so the players know what they can and can't do. And then and and the other thing I really I can't wait to see is you know how Sam Bennett comes out in this next game. Because I think he's going to be all cylinders like you know, like firing on all cylinders. Yeah. They're, like they're, they're, that's one of the two ways you can go. You then come out and he can just be absolutely buzzing, play like an absolute horse and just start running guys over, you know, like he can do, or it, does the suspension make him a little more timid? Maybe I want to go in and finish my hit because if I catch him the wrong way, that's another game. Yeah. That's going to be really interesting. Um, but I think for Sam Bennett, like if you're going to be effective, you got to play with the edge and, you roll the dice with it. Yeah, I I think so too. And I think that the mentality he should have is that if he doesn't play on that edge is probably like it's going to be too little. That's his game. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't get away from that. Like obviously don't 
charge guys from behind in the board would I would say, but you know, the other stuff before that, I mean, he had two assists, he had two penalties that Tampa scored on. It's not great, but just, he's got to stick with that, that style of play because that's what works for him. That's when he's effective and that's what gets that line going. Like he's, he's got to do it. And I expect he probably will, but yeah. Yeah. I think so too, but look for him to make an impact. Cause I think the Huro line really struggled yesterday and having him back there, I think would be, would go a long way to getting that. And you move Wenberg down to that three spot where he's much better suited for. Yeah, I mean, you 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 lose a guy of Sam Bennett's like stature and importance, and you're obviously gonna hurt a lot on depth. That being said, Mason Marchment did a great job of stepping up, but and he he could have scored like I think three goals in that game, missed some opportunities, but it, it hurts your depth. So having him back should improve that and if you can get those depth guys to keep playing at the rate that they're playing, I, I feel very good about, about this upcoming game. Yeah. And then the other thing too, I would just, yeah, definitely not go with seven D because the reality is, is you don't have seven good D. The, yeah. And you, you have, have to play all seven if you dress all seven. So like you got, you know, like Uyghur's phenomenal, you know, two penalties yesterday, but whatever. You know, one's delayed game and one's garbage. And then you got, you know, Bobby Orsling, Gustav Forsling, who's in solid. Montour's had a good series. You know, the Butcher, Radko Gudis, you know what he does out there. And so I would just – and Nuvar is fine too. So you got to give me 5D that you feel okay with, and then you just pick a six and you play them almost not at all. Yeah. And I think that goes a long way. I, I, I think so too. Because like the guys who were making mistakes last night that were getting you punished were Yandel and and Anton Strawman. And you just you can't you can't afford to have both of them in there. You just can't. Doesn't go well. Because they just they don't have enough speed, size, physicality, defensive awareness. It's, you can't you can't do it. You can't do it. No. No, I, I will I will actually like lose it if i see that on in game three (laughs) very very furious but yeah uh but yeah you know it's only two games still hope still gotta stay hopeful it's all it's all we can do at this point and uh should be a lot of fun looking at that game tomorrow we'll catch uh you know the canadian division games are getting started up today so that'll be fun note more of this calgary vancouver garbage so should be a fun week, and hopefully by the time you know we're on, you know the episode on on Sunday, we're talking about some some Panthers wins here. It is the hope. But thank you yeah. to everyone tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, like I said, we'll be back on Monday with a brand new episode. Uh, so tune in then and enjoy the rest of your week. <laughs>